Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a glorious day that the Lord has made. I hope you enjoyed and felt the presence of the Lord in worship this morning. I am so uh, uh, excited because you know what? When the presence of the Lord fills your heart, fills your uh, the, your life, it just brings such an excitement. His presence brings life and joy and peace and hope and faith. God bless you today, and I pray that you felt the presence of the Lord. I hope you lifted up your hands, clap, dance before the Lord because He is awesome and He is worthy to be praised. You know, in the book of Psalm, it says that shout with the voice of triumph. You know that when you're winning, you're on the winning team, you ought to shout before the Lord because winners are excited, right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. We also want to enter into this moment to give you an opportunity to worship the Lord in giving blessings to you uh, that you would give of your financial means. Thank you for supporting our work. Thank you for uh, those that are members and you're tithing a tenth of your income to the ministry to help us move forward. We are moving forward. We are looking at another space right now, and I think it looks promising. Uh, keep praying for us. Um, we, you know, we are moving forward. And just keep praying for us and believing. Uh, thank you for your faithfulness and giving. Let us go before the Lord with our tithe and our offering. And for those that are still uh, believing God and or wanting to give towards the building fund, we are right at the mark there. We're almost done with our uh, giving there. And so please continue to give. Uh, look at the screen there and it'll give you the instructions of what you need and how to give electronically. If you'd like to send us a check or um, just contact us and we'll give you a mailing address for it. God bless you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the offering to tithe. Lord, thank you for those um, right now that's listening. Thank you for them joining us today. Bless them. Bless this offering. Use it for your kingdom. Let it multiply. Uh, like you did the fish and the loaves that you fed 5,000. Use it for the work. Lord, I know for all those that are giving here, it is in good ground. It's going to grow. And we are thankful, Lord. Thank you for your guiding hand. Thank you for those that are listening. Lord, we bless them. We bless this offering in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I'm so excited today. I want to... Uh, talk to you. Uh, God gave me this sermon just, and I just feel like the last couple of weeks we've been speaking about foundations. We've been speaking about uh, a lot of things about uh, digging deep. We spoke about Matthew 7 and the man that was wise and he, he uh, built his house upon the rock. Uh, also last week, I spoke about being grounded. I'm grounded. You have to be rooted and grounded. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that you're rooted and grounded in love. I'm grounded in love. Remember that? And today, I'd like for us to look at really specifically, uh, we're going to read a lot of scriptures today. If you could follow me, the book of Galatians 3.26 and verse uh, Galatians verse. Chapter 3, verse 26, I'm sorry, and Galatians 3.29, and then we're going to go to Colossians 2. So let's look at Galatians 3.26 first. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And then verse 29, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according 
to the promise. Let's read those two scriptures again. Galatians 3.26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now let's look with me to the book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 10. And this is going to be the text for today. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built it up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And look at verse 10. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Let's read that. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. I want to speak to you on the subject of He completes me. He completes me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, for your word is life. It is eternal. Speak to us today, Lord, that uh, our minds that may understand, that our ears may hear and our hearts that we may receive what you want to say to us today. Lord, we take authority over the sky above, the ground we stand on, the air that surrounds us. And Lord, we bind up everything that's not like you. And we lose peace and joy and faith and love and grace in this place. And for those that are listening, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. He completes me. You know, uh, have you ever, any one of you ever, ever seen those romantic movies? You know, of course, uh, you know, um, the young man or the young lady come together and they, the, the movie is there and they're missing something and, and the young lady feels like the young man completes him and the young man feels like the young lady completes him uh, uh, and her or whatever. And so we, we always have this part of us that wants to be whole. There's a part of us that wants to feel fulfilled and complete. But brothers and sisters, when we come to Christ, Christ was telling us in, uh, the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 3 and also in Colossians 2, that when we receive Jesus Christ, we have received the fullness of God. We receive God the Father. We receive God the Son and the Holy Spirit. That in Jesus Christ, the things that we are yearning for spiritually, the things that we are longing for emotionally, the things that we are uh, uh, missing in our hearts and our life, He completes. I love what the Apostle Paul says that in you are, and, and you in verse 10, and you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. You know what that means? That means that there is nothing that you need outside of Christ. Can we get an amen to that? If you really believe in Jesus, if you've accepted in your heart, then everything that um, you have yearned for is complete in him. 
See, the problem with us is this. The enemy comes and other people say, well, you got to do this and you got to do this. And then you know, Paul goes on in, in Colossians 2 and verse 11 and so on. And he talks about how people would try to deceive you. In verse, look at verse um, Colossians 2 verse 8. He says, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. You know that word cheat you, uh, actually in the King James is the word spoil. He says, beware lest anyone spoil you through philosophy and empty deceit. That word spoil in the Greek actually means to take captive. Did you know that? That means that here you belong to Jesus. He's, and Paul was saying, beware of those that would try to take you captive and enslave you. That's what really that means, is to try to enslave you with their own philosophy and man-made rules. Wow. That means that when Jesus came, he said that I come to give life and life more abundant. And he says that when he who the son, which is Jesus, has set free is free indeed. You know that when you come to Christ, you are by faith, you come to him, right? And so by faith, if you can get your mind and your heart fully surrendered to Jesus, Everything that you need is complete in Him. He actually completes you. He completes me. But the problem with us is we allow the enemy to cheat or take us captive and enslave us with man-made philosophy and empty deceits, empty tricks, lies, according to men's tradition. How many times? See, we try, it's just like the Pharisees. In, uh, when Jesus was on the earth in the Gospels. They had put all these rules on people. They had put all these rules, what you can do, what you can eat, how you can pray, how you can walk, what clothes you should wear, how much of this or how much of that. Brothers and sisters, holiness is not how, holiness is not what you have on. Holiness is not how long your hair is. Holiness is the state of your heart. Because Holiness starts from within and then it extends out. It doesn't go from out and then in. It actually comes from within outward. Brothers and sisters, look at what Jesus said. He said he looked at the Pharisees. He said outward they look holy, but inward they had men's bones. That they, they were corrupt. They, they would uh, uh, be hypocrites. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is, brothers, sisters, how do you become complete in him? It is by faith. You just have to walk in that faith. Last week I spoke to you about how do you be I'm grounded in, in, in Christ. How do you? You have to stir up your faith. I'm going to reiterate this. God has had me on this about being grounded in him. You have to allow the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And guess what? So in good things, so in good things. And so, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you today for us to for Jesus to complete us in areas of our heart. First of all, you have to be willing by faith to surrender those areas. You know, just because you and I come to Christ, it doesn't mean that we totally surrender and trust God in everything. Isn't that true? I'm, I'm going to tell you a, a great example. Um, 
my wife and I were, were, you know, we're going on, what, 23 years of marriage. And I remember when the first years of marriage, I loved my wife. I loved my wife, Lou, and she loved me. But there was a times where there were friction. You know, I'm sorry, honey, I'm, I'm telling on you. But there was a moment where she came to me, and we were in a disagreement about something. And I'm always trying to, I trust her. I thought I trust her. I had up here, I knew that this is my wife, she's on my side, but in here, I had reservation and I didn't even know it. I haven't totally understood that she's on my side. And one day she came to me and she said, honey, do you know that I'm on your team, right? And when she used that sports analogy of being on my team, it changed the way I thought. It changed the way I felt. And she's like, do you know that I'm on your team? That if you're winning, I'm winning. And if you're losing, I'm losing and we're losing. And for some reason, when she put it like that, I realized that she's on my team and we can win together. And if one of us win, both of us win. If one of us lose, both of us lose. Brothers and sisters, when we come to Christ, even though we by faith said, yes, I accept Christ, but sometimes we haven't believed or we don't believe that he actually complete us, that everything we need is in him. I've had that problem. There were areas in my life that I did not trust God enough to believe. I didn't trust that he could provide. I, I thought I did. Up here in my mind, I thought I did. But I didn't really believe that he, he was going to provide for my daily needs. I didn't believe that he was going to provide for, to make a, a way for me in my finances. I didn't believe in that. You know what? It took time for me to really say, God, you are truly uh, you truly complete me. You truly have my best interest. I didn't believe that he can do certain things. Although in my mind, I knew it. In the scriptures, I knew it. But in my heart, there was an area where I said, Lord, are you really going to do it? See, maybe that's you today. Maybe that's how you feel today. Maybe you, there's an area that you don't feel complete in Jesus that you haven't totally surrendered your heart to him in that area. Maybe there's unforgiveness. Maybe, you know, my friend, uh, uh, I have a friend that teaches stuff, but he said maybe there's, there's stones in your heart that you need to remove. It's getting in the way of you feeling totally complete in Christ. Maybe there's areas of uh, uh, unforgiveness. There's areas of fear. There's areas that you might not, feel totally complete and trusting in God. See, brothers and sisters, the world has a lot of philosophy that we think, they think that we need. But according to the scriptures, Jesus completes us totally. You know, and there, there are areas in our life that we haven't totally surrendered. Maybe that's you. And I, I know I'm repeating myself, but I just feel God speaking in my heart to someone right now. Maybe that's you right now. He said, Lord, I, I've lived my own life and I live my own way, but I've never felt complete in you. I've never had that feeling of completeness. 
right? There's, there's one part of me. But, you know, in Colossians 2 and 10, it says you, you and I are complete in him. We, we don't need other things. We need Jesus. We need to surrender our life totally. Oftentimes, we, you know, when you ask someone like this, what kind of life do you want? What kind of marriage do you want? What, what kind of family life do you want? And, you know, most people would say, I want a, a life of joy and peace. I want a, a life that's fulfilled. I want my marriage to feel happy. You know, I want to be happily married. Nobody wants to say, I want to be uh, uh, um, sadly married or angry and married. Everybody wants to have a happy marriage. But how do you get there? Basically, I'm going to give it to you. You have to, first of all, just like last week I spoke about being grounded, you have to be grounded in love, all right? And you also have to be grounded in the obedience of God's word right here. This, this book, this, this, this Bible, and, it, you know, mine is different than yours, but 66 books gives us the roadmap of how to be grounded in his word. Oftentimes we think that, oh, but I'm obedient. No, obedience sometimes is not comfortable. Obedience sometimes is not easy, right? Sometimes it's not easy, it's not comfortable. Sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do and it's definitely not comfortable and it's definitely not easy. But brothers and sisters, Love and obedience to God's word, even when it doesn't make us feel comfortable. It's not easy. But when we do it correctly, God will honor us. Brothers and sisters, you have to understand something. Today, I just want to give you an encouraging word. I, I know this sermon is different, but I, I can sense right now, as you're listening to me, there's someone out there that's feeling Lord, I need you to complete me. There's areas that I have fear. There's areas that I have anger. There's areas that I need to release the stone. There's areas in my heart that I need help in. Let's look at Colossians 2 and verse 11 through 14. Look at this. Let's read it. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And look at verse 13. And you being dead in your trespasses or your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him. Having forgiven you all. Everybody say all. That means you and me. There is no sin that he hasn't forgiven. And having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. You know what that means? You know why he completes us? You know why he completes you? It is because he has taken all of the requirements. You know what the Bible says about trespass or sin? It says the wages, the cost of sin is death. But he has taken all that and he nailed it to the cross when he died and then he rose again. That's why you and I can have completeness in him right now. You know what? Right now, I feel led to pray for somebody. 
Right now, there's someone listening to me and you're having challenges in your marriage. I can sense it in the spirit. I want you to take a moment right now as we pray. Could everybody, if you're listening to me right now, and I know this is different, but let's just pray. Lift up your hands and we're going to pray for marriages right now. Heavenly Father, we pray for marriages right now. For those that are hurting, those that are right now that are, are, are having challenges in their marriage. Heavenly Father, you put them together and you they made a commitment. Heavenly Father, help that God, that you complete them. It's not their spouse that completes them. It's you first. Because when you complete us, then we can be a benefit, an addition to our spouse. So Heavenly Father, in areas that they need help with, that there's stones in their heart that they need to remove, we ask right now to help them. Help them to be in love with you. Help them to be in obedience with you right now so that when they are complete in you, they will also be complete in their relationships with their spouse. Heavenly Father, I also pray for those that are listening to me. Lord, wherever they are right now, cause them to sense hope in you. Cause them that by faith that they know that what you did for them on the cross completes them. They don't need additional things. They don't need anything besides your word, your spirit in their heart right now. Lord, for those that have been blinded by man tradition, those that have been blinded by deceitful, empty promises. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would remove those blinders, remove those things out of their mind, out of their heart, and let them see the truth of the gospel that you, God, you said that in your word that the, who the Son has set free is free indeed. And so I pray this over those that are listening because Lord, we are not just grounded and rooted in you, but you complete us because of what you did upon the cross. Lord, we pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. I know this week is just a, a short sermon, but I haven't even completed my sermon, but I just feel led just to pray for you. Lord, watch over you and keep you this week. May he give you his grace. May his face shine upon you and watch over your life this week. God bless you. Have a great week. God, just say it to yourself. Jesus, you complete me. Jesus, you complete me. God bless you. Join us immediately afterwards uh, via Zoom so we can pray for you, fellowship a little bit right after uh, this sermon. Love you. Have a great week.